Chris J is asking, how to effectively find people who are looking for my services and are ready to buy? So there are two different buckets. The first bucket is paid advertising. The second bucket is organic, um, organic, uh, you know, posting. Okay, you do it organically, um, or organic, you know, channels. So paid ads is you pay the platform to advertise to people, a certain amount of people. Now, the ad uh, advertising products like Facebook, for example, Instagram, and there the face Facebook and Instagram and some even some other platforms as well, they have really honed down their features to target people that are ready to buy. So if you're looking to, you know, um, go down this route and pay for advertising, you can click a few buttons and tell the ad uh, platform to target people that are ready to buy. Okay, so they have their algorithm and they figure it out who's not ready to buy yet and who's ready to buy and let's start targeting those people. Now, the downside to paid advertising is you need a couple thousand dollars in order to get started. And by started, I mean like, I mean, you can start with a dollar, but it's not going to be very effective. You need a couple of thousand dollars if you want it to be effective because you have to test different ads, okay? You can't just create one ad and pour money into it. You got to create different ads because some people might respond better to one ad than another. So that's the first way is paid advertising. The second way is through organic channels, okay? Organic channels is free channels. So this includes social media content. This includes cold calls, cold emails, cold messages. And the great thing about it is free, but you don't know who's going to buy and who's not. So you're going to have to cast a wide net and reach as many people as possible because there's studies that show there's about 3% of the market 3% of people that you reach out to are actually ready to buy. So the more people you reach out to, the more you know, you're going to reach the people that are ready to buy. Now, it's free to cold call and cold email and do cold outreach, but of course, it takes more time and you can't get as specific you can't get as specific as paid ads. So there's trade-offs, but those are two ways that two different channels that you can go through paid ads or organic. Next question comes from Jill B. Jill B is asking, how can I get started with social media marketing? All right, there's three steps that, three ways you can get started on social media marketing. First thing is spend three hours researching different industries um, on social media, okay? And look at the different content. So let's say you go on TikTok. Let's say, you know, you want to grow your TikTok and you'll get started with TikTok. Go on TikTok in the search bar, type in your industry, and you're going to see the top viral posts within your industry. Now, then do, do, do research, okay? Figure out why are these posts doing well and how can I tailor my message and my personality to kind of be similar to that? Second thing, second step is to create content, okay? There's three different formats. There's video. There's uh, pictures, and then there's written. Figure out what you, the best way you would like to communicate, but videos are always going to do best. Okay, so number two, create content. Number three is post consistently, and then look at the analytics. And so the analytics are going to tell you 
which videos are going to perform well and which ones didn't. And so that way you can determine why one piece of content did better than the other, and you can create more content that is similar to that. So those are three ways that you can get started. Research, create content, and then post consistently look at the analytics. Michelle S. is asking how to establish advertising for business on Facebook. How to establish advertising for business on Facebook. So first thing is make sure you're ready. Are you ready to do advertising? Are you ready to spend a few hundred, I mean, a few thousand dollars to test advertising? Okay, $2,000, $3,000 per month for a few months to test different ads. Now, do you also have an idea of which ad will do well, right? So the best way to figure out if ad is going to do well is by creating free content, organic content. Because like I said, if you post on social media, you can look at the analytics and you can see which posts are doing well and which ones aren't, right? And you can create more posts like the ones that are doing well. And if you have a good grasp on that, then you can go into advertising. Now, a mistake people make is they create one ad and they think that's enough. But if you've seen the Super Bowl and you've seen advertising on, on TV, not every advertisement is a good advertisement. Some of them suck. <laughs> so, so you don't want to create an advert ad that sucks. You want to create multiple different ads, figure out which ones suck, remove them, and just focus on the one that's good, and then put money into it. So that's the best way to establish um, advertising for Facebook. Michael K is asking best way to, uh, best way to increase reach. How do I increase my reach? So um, there's like I said, there's two buckets. You either pay the platform or you do it organically. If you're paying, then you need to you know create an ad budget, a few thousand dollars to test the ad. Now, most people are not ready for that. Most people need to start with step one, which is creating organic social media content. Do it for free, okay? Because it's free. You can test out different content. You can see what works. But another mistake people make is they're not posting enough. They're posting once a week. They're posting once a month. They're posting two times a week, two times a month. That's not enough. If you really want to break out on social media, you got to be posting three to five times a day on social media across five or six different platforms. And so just recently, I really amped up my social media game. I've been posting three times a day, and I'm going to ramp it up to four times a day on social media across five or six different platforms. And so the reason why I do that is because I'm going to expand my reach, and I'm going to tell the platform that I'm here to stay. I'm here to really grow. And so they're going to start garnering me more attention because I'm serious about it. But if you're only posting one time a day or one time a week, um, that's that's okay. That's You got to start from somewhere. That's going to yield you a certain amount of results, which is it just makes you stand out from your competitors. But if you're looking to grow, whether it be business leads or growing your audience, garnering mass attention, then you need to be posting more three to five times a day. Mini S is asking what options are you uh, what options do you recommend for creating content? What options do you recommend for creating content? So first is to determine what is your favorite way to communicate? 
Do you like to communicate through video? Do you like to uh, communicate through audio? Or do you like to, um, like to communicate through written? Okay, so first is decide which way you like to communicate. Now, keep in mind that there is a best way out of all three. The best way is video. Videos is always is performing really, really well right now. And so definitely try to get good at video. I know it's not for everybody. Some people feel a little uncomfortable, but it might be something that you can overcome. You know, I, I started with video a while ago and at first it's like, I sound weird, right? You listen to the playback. It's like, I sound weird. And then you do it enough and it's like, you get used to it, right? Just like any other skill is you get good, you, you get better and you get used to it. But in the beginning, it's going to make you uncomfortable. Okay, so first is determine what is your favorite way to communicate. Second is to create the content. So if you're choosing video, create a ton of it. Okay, reels are going to do best right now. Reels are really hot. Reels is the new trend. And so the people that are hammering reels, just posting, posting reel after reel, they're garnering a ton of attention, ton of followers. And so keep it under 59 or 60 seconds if you're posting a reel. And it's better to, you can either do um, one-off videos. So just take the phone, record in less than a minute, or you can create the long form piece of content, like I mentioned, like an hour piece of content, and then chop it up into different uh, small clips that you can post on social media. Okay, Gloria. R is asking, how do I make the most out of my resources in time and dollars? All right. So first you got to determine what your goals are. So what are your goals for social media? Okay. Is your goal to just be active and stand out? Then it's okay to post one time a day. If your goal is just to be active and stand out. If your goal is to uh, grow whether it be through leads or through building a following, amassing attention, then it's going to require a little bit, of, you know, a lot more time. And so first is define what your goal is. And that's where you got to start. What is my goal with social media? And so once you determine your goal, you can decide, okay, well, how much time is required me for me to hit that goal? So if you're looking to just post one time a day, you can get that done in less than 15 minutes a day right? 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now, if you're looking to post and, you know, to grow on social media, then you're, it's going to require you to post three to five times a day. And so it's going to require um, an hour a day, or maybe even an hour and a half for two hours, right? And then eventually, the more you do it, you can figure out how to be more efficient with it, but it's going to require much more time. And so for solopreneurs and people that are, you know, kind of be starting off, I wouldn't spend too much dollars on it. I would spend time, your time with it first. And once you start to get in the rhythm of the things, then you can think about hiring someone to help you with the social media content. But, but that's how I would approach it. All right. Cindy is asking, how can I do this without spending a lot of money? How can I uh, use social media without spending a lot of money? Do it yourself. Um, it's completely free to post. And it actually still baffles me 
how many people are still not posting on social media. It is free. <laughs> it can't get better than that. It's free, you know? And so if it's free and you can reach thousands of people on social media, why not do it? And so first is do it yourself. And so um, second thing is to uh, create the content. I, I would, if you're looking to grow, I usually spend about five to seven, five to 10 hours a week creating content for social media, five to 10 hours a week. Okay. Usually closer to 10. So if, you know, if that seems like a lot, then it's okay. It's okay to start from somewhere. Okay. Everybody has to start from somewhere. I started with only spending 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. Now I'm spending 10 hours a day, but it took me a while to develop this discipline and this process. Okay. So start from somewhere, figure out how consistent are you going to be? And then stick to that. So after you create the content, load it up into a social media uh, scheduler tool. That's going to really help you stay consistent, right? You create the content, you load it up into a tool, you schedule at what time it's going to go out, and then it'll post it. Um, now, if you're having a, you know, once you start getting into it, if you're having a hard time or if you want to like be more efficient, then you can think about hiring someone else to do parts of it, right? And offload some of the work. But at the beginning, I highly recommend to start it with yourself. That way you get an idea of what it's like to post and you can give some guidance to the person that you're going to hire of what you want. All right. So we have two more questions here and then I'm going to open it up for everybody. Jeremy, uh, Jeremy B is asking how... Uh, what is the best way to build lead magnets? So um, let me describe what a lead magnet is for people that don't know. A lead magnet is a freebie, something you give out for free. It could be a PDF. It could be an ebook, whatever free material that adds value to your potential clients. And so when they you know, click on the link to get the freebie, they're going to have to put in their information right, to get the freebie. And then that generates leads after they put in their information. So a good way to create a lead magnet is to first go to Facebook ads library. You can Google that Facebook ads library, and you'll see all the ads that people are running within your industry. You can type in what industry you're in, and you can see the different ads that people are running in your industry. And then you can start identifying which ones are the lead magnets. And you can start to see what their offer is, okay? And so you have this list of people offering lead. You can see what people are doing, right? Because these, these people are paying for it. So you know that their lead magnet is probably somewhat decent. So you can start emulating their freebie or you know, see what's working for them and then tailor it to your own freebie. So that's how I would approach it. Now, just don't create one freebie okay, or lead, mag lead magnet. Create multiple different lead magnets. That way you can test out which ones are going to work and which ones aren't, right? The first time you create a lead magnet, it doesn't mean it's going to work. It doesn't mean it's a good one. And so I would have three to five different variations of lead magnets and then test to see which ones convert the best. So that's how I, um, you know, create a, build a lead magnet. All right, Frida is asking, 
best practices for connecting on social media. Best practices, number one, engage on posts, people's posts. Go to your potential client's post on social media, whatever platform it is, and engage with it. So if they're posting a picture of them and their kids at Disneyland, leave a nice and thoughtful comment. Not a comment like awesome or cool because everybody else is commenting that. Do something that's going to stand out. So like, wow, what a beautiful family picture of you guys next to Mickey Mouse. Um, What are you enjoying most about your trip? And so now you're kind of inviting them to respond to you and you can get an interaction going on. So that's the first way. Second way is like their posts, you know, engage with it, like, heart, comment. I mean, a like, heart, react, whatever. Number three is engage with them in the DMs, right? And, you know, you can ask a question. You can see what, you know, um, see what they're up to, that sort of thing. So those are three different ways that you can engage with someone on social media. Okay, so now I'm going to open it up for questions. So Denise, uh, seems like you have your hand up. What uh, question can I, can I answer for you? I do. Um, thank you. I want to know um, <clears throat> when I'm posting on LinkedIn, some I post gets like a lot of impressions and some not so many. The last one I did has over 2,000 impressions. Could you tell me one, why is that? And also, what does having a lot of impressions? do for you if they're not likes and comments? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, let's answer your first question. So the first question is, why is there a discrepancy in the impressions? So the reason why that is, is because the algorithm has changed, okay? The algorithm on social media has under- undergone a recent change due to TikTok. So it used to be if you post something on social media, they're all going to relatively be the same, right? They're going to around 300, 400, 300, 350, 320, right? Now there's going to be drastic change. So there's going to be some that are in the 300s and boom, there's going to be a 2000 or 10,000 one, right? And then there's going to be a 300, 200, 100, boom, there's another 10 or 20,000 one. And the reason why that is, is because they're going to start, they're feeding different content to different people now. And they're trying to determine which content is the one that's a really good piece of content that's going to keep people on the platform longer. And so if they find that and they see a lot of people are liking it and they're watching it for longer, then they're going to feed it to a ton of people. And that's why you're seeing the big spike, right? The 10 to 20,000. So the big spike ones are the ones that are really good, right? That means that you did well with it. The other ones are ones that are okay. So there's, they're rewarding you for how good your content is now. If your content's really good, even if you don't have that many followers, if your content's really good, then they're going to reward you for it. That's why you're seeing the big spike. It's no, it's no longer just like whether or not it's good or not. It's about the same. It's now reward for the good ones and not reward for the not so good ones. Now, uh, your other question about what do impressions do for you if there's no likes or uh, so the impressions is good because you build brand awareness. You get people that who have never heard of you before to now know you as a person or as a business. And so that's the biggest benefit of impressions. Um, the likes and the comments are 
in my opinion, you know, not, I mean, they're, they're important, but they're not like, you shouldn't be so fixated on the likes because it'll drive you crazy. Okay. If all you're focusing is how, how many people are liking my posts, then you will drive you crazy. And you might be get to a place where you're depressed. Okay. Cause you're just focusing on likes. Um, if instead focus on how can I create better content that reaches more people? So if you focus on yourself and how you can improve, then that's the better way that I would approach it. But don't be so fixated on the likes. Do what, you know, do uh, figure out how you can improve and what is authentic to you, what you like to post about. So, but again, the impressions are because LinkedIn is pushing it out to more people. They're not necessarily my, all of my connections that are looking at it. Exactly. They're feeding it to more people because they know it's a good post. Um, so usually they like, they share the post to your friends. If a lot of your friends are engaging with it, then they're going to feed it out to more people because they know it's good and they want it to be seen by more people, which helps you generate more followers and more awareness. All right. Great question. Okay. So um, I see a couple questions in the chat. So I'm just going to go from the top here. Is there a preferred third-party vendor who can manage my affiliate marketing business? Um, I personally don't know any, but there's uh, many that you can find on Google and do your research. Um, I, If I were you, I would definitely do, do, uh, do due diligence and figure out you know, three to five different vendors that you can use. Talk to talk to all of them. Ask for references. Ask for case studies and success stories, because there's a ton of marketing companies out there. Some are good and some aren't. So that's the best way to go about it. Nikki P is asking, when posting for Facebook, do you recommend always sharing with the additional three max groups that I can add to my post. Um, Nikki, if you don't mind, uh, could you elaborate on that? Hi. So yeah, when I go into, so I post for somebody for their uh, jewelry business. And um, when you go on to create the post, you know how on the, I do it on a computer, I do it on a desktop. So when you go to the upper um, left-hand corner, you'll see that you can um, create for Facebook and Instagram together. At the same time, you click the both uh, boxes or you can do just one. Do you know what area I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so for Facebook, it, you notice there's like a drop down, and you can add an additional three groups that you already belong to and it'll say like private or it'll say public. Ah, uh, got you. Okay. So you know what I'm referring to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you only pick three and then after three, it grays out. You can't pick more than three. Mm -hmm. So you're asking, do, uh, do you recommend um, when you're posting to also share into the groups, right? I am asking because I noticed I kind of did a test where when I did not, there wasn't very much reach. I'm talking, it was like 12 people or something. Yeah. But then whenever I a group I'll have like three times as much reach, but I'm just not sure if it's like annoying to the other groups or, you know, what it kind of does. Mm. Yeah. So 
a couple of ways to answer that. Number one is to identify what the rules are within a group, right? So like if a group, you know, has a don't do that policy, then it'll definitely be annoying to them. They'll go against their policy. And they might kick you out of the group. Now, if they're open to it, then look at the sort of cadence, right? Like look at how many people are posting in the group. If a lot of people are posting and it's an active group, then I would definitely share it into it. Now, if it's not very active, then I would just post, you know, a few times, you know, in, into the group and kind of space it out, give it a little breather. Um, I would also think about posting into different groups as well, right? Just not the same three groups. Definitely mix it up, join more groups to post in. Now, a great way to go about it, if you want to amass even more reach, is uh, you can actually send anywhere between 20, you know, share your posts into anywhere between 25 to 35 different Facebook groups. So what you can do is you can go to that post, you can click on share and then share to group and then type in the different groups that you want to share it to. And if you do it that way, you know, I, I do that, you know, sometimes is I, I share it into like 25 different groups, right? That same post. And so that's another way you can go about it as well. But I would definitely, if they're allowing you to post it and, you know, uh, people are fine with you posting, then I would definitely do it because the more places you can share your post in, the better, the more reach you can get, the better. Got it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. All right. So, um, any other questions before uh, we go into the breakout rooms? Yeah. Hey, Cameron, what can I answer for you? Yeah. I had a question for you. Um, my line of work deals directly with getting to the business owner or the decision maker. And I'm really trying to expand on LinkedIn to connect with them. And I definitely don't want to be the person that connects and immediately goes into like a DM sales pitch. I absolutely hate that. So that's not what I'm trying to do. Um, I'm just trying to figure out organic ways to get in front of either with particular content or how to best, best practices to go about finding the business owners through LinkedIn or the decision makers through LinkedIn. Yeah, definitely. So I do this for myself. I do this for, you know, our uh, clients, partners. So um, a great way that you can go about it is number one, start identifying. So we use automation and make it a lot easier. So instead of you having to like find people one by one, uh, we use LinkedIn sales navigator and we find a bunch of, you know, people that fit your potential client, right? The decision maker. And then what we'll do is we'll tell the automation tool, AI automation tool to start connecting with those people. So it's going to send out auto, you know, uh, automated connection requests. Instead of you having to click connect, 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 it'll actually do it for you. Now, first, after you connect, uh, you also want to leave a note when you're connecting. So a note should be something like, hey, you know, I uh, ran across your profile. I saw that we're in the same industry. I would love to, you know, just kind of connect and share resources with each other. Right. And so after they connect with you, then you can send them a video. Okay. And I would do something like a quick five second video, 10 second video recording um, saying, Hey, Tom, you know, pleasure to be connected with you on LinkedIn. Feel free to let me know if there's anybody in my network I can introduce to you. Right. So that's a very friendly way. And then after that, you can get creative. Like you can share an article, you can share, you know, another recording, um, asking them what their thoughts are. Okay, so for example, I share with them a video, uh, a podcast recording that I kind of make adding value to them, 
right? So for example, if they are a, um, a business owner, I will share a podcast episode, five different mistakes business owners are making in their marketing, right? Related to your industry, whatever it is. And then I would ask them, hey, what are your thoughts on these five? You know, would you agree with, with all of them? And so now you're building dialogue and you're also adding value because they listen to the five and it can really apply to them. And so first I would build conversation before you go into the, hey, let's find a time to meet. That's going to help you stand out. So just to reiterate, first connect, second, create a short video to say hi. And then number three is build a discussion around something that's going to add value to them. Does that answer your question, Cameron? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, of course.